Welcome to Why We're Fans. I'm Duran, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Gennaro. In all of our episodes, we cover the past, present, and the future of all your favorite NFL football teams. We love hearing your stories, talking the NFL draft, and reminiscing about the good old days. If you like the same, be sure to subscribe to this channel and like this episode. And leave a comment below if you want to answer any of our questions. Follow us on Twitter to stay up to date on our latest interviews. And like we always say, win or lose, we're all fans. Enjoy this episode. And welcome back to another episode of Why We're Fans. It's your host, as always, Gennaro and Duran Munez. Uh, Duran, how's everything going for you today, man? Good. We got real football this week. We're three days away. I mean, it always feels like it's an extra long wait, but we finally made it. Yeah, man, I can't wait. Uh, it's Thursday, man. It's your boys kicking off against the defending championship. Bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, you guys had some unfortunate news with your guys' guard out. Um, you know, hopefully for a speedy recovery and whatnot. That'd be great. But, um, yeah, man, we got we got a Bears fan on today. He's part of the Bear Down crew, man. So we got Joseph uh, Herf. Joseph, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Doing real good, man. We're out here in Cali, like Durant said earlier, sun shining. You know, got to love it. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful day out here in Illinois today, too. Uh, I've mainly been inside today, but uh <laughs> looks super nice out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. You got to go out there and enjoy it after this. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, man, if you want to go ahead and share what any type of work you're working on, uh, projects that you have going on, you know, go ahead and shout yourself out, you know, where we can find you and everything. You know, have yeah. yeah, for sure. So uh, you guys can find me on Twitter. That's mainly where all my work gets uh, sent to. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Joseph Herf NFL. That's Joseph H-E-R-F-F NFL. And a lot of my work is with uh, Fansided. Our website is beargoggleson.com. And then I also do a podcast once a week, uh, Fireside Bears Podcast. I'm a co-host with uh, two other guys that are also Bears fans. I just started doing that, so I'm a little new to the game, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So you can find our work there. They have a Twitter account as well, and that's at Fireside Bears. And so, yeah, once again, at Joseph Herf NFL is where you can find all my work. I am, man. Yeah, definitely give them a follow. You know, I have and, you know, been able to follow all those links that you send out and everything and, you know, pretty good reads and everything. We had your friend who said on here – yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I did a podcast with him. Yeah. He's cool. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Real good guy. You know, we're not yeah. top of his interview, man, but I'm hoping for another, <laughs> another good one, man. That was a real good interview. Shout out to, shout out to his head, man. Yeah. He's a big bears fan. So he set the standard. Yeah. Oh yeah. We all are though. Let's be honest. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do you, what do your fans call yourselves? I mean, is it like the, we don't really have like a, like, a, like, I know, like, Bill's Mafia, like, everyone has their own kind of, like, crew name. We're just, like, I don't know, Bears fans, I guess. I can't really think of, like, I mean, I guess, like, everyone says, like, Bear Down, Dub Bears, like, stuff like that. But nothing, like, no, like, crew nickname, I guess. The Ditka crew? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and, Duran, any, any questions before we get started? No, I'm ready to roll. All right. So, we brought you on to ask you a few questions. Question number one is always the most important one. How did you start cheering for your Chicago Bears? So I uh, grew up uh, north of Chicago. So I was born here. I've lived here my entire life. Uh, my dad's always been a big time Bears fan. Same thing. He's from the, around this area where I'm from as well. So I just kind of was born into it and uh, been suffering ever since. 
Bill, yeah. How many generations of Bears fan you guys got going there? Your dad, your grandpa? Ooh, that's a your- good question. I think I think my great grandpa was the first once that nice. was all like once they all started actually like doing football. I've never really actually thought of that. Though. That's a good question. Yeah, I great grandpa. I mean, we know the Bears have a lot of history, so it, it can go back that far. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. So, uh, so like Durant said. Yeah, yeah, generations go back really far. So do you get to hear any like interesting stories from them and whatnot? Oh yeah. So my my family has had season tickets, I can't remember for how long. So they've been going to games forever. My dad like got to watch Walter Payton in his prime. My grandpa got to see like every like any guy you could think of that played that was like the household name, Gail Sayers, uh, Mike Dicka, Dick Buckus, uh, Mike Singletary, all those guys, they all got to see them live. My grandpa has pictures with Walter Payton before he passed. Like, it's just crazy that they, they all feel they got to meet and see and um, just like, all the connections through the times of season tickets. We, we were the, the original season ticket holders when they used to have their smaller stadium. Mm. And we had tickets, like, I believe, I want to say it's North End Zone, um, second uh, Section 2. And then when they expanded and they made the stadium bigger, they offered the old season ticket holders to upgrade or they got first, like, picked to buy more season tickets. So now we have two sets of season tickets. Um, my grandpa now holds on to the ones that are on the 20-yard line. I believe, I believe that's on the north side of the field. And that my he gave the other tickets to my aunt uncle for the south end zone. So oh, okay. pretty crazy. Nice. I, I always got to ask, I know you have a lot of experience going to the games. If we were to travel to Chicago, go to a game, where's the place to eat? Where should we uh, sit? Is there any places we should check out if we're in town? I'm not honestly like in Chicago often. And when I only go, it's four bears games, but you have mm-hmm. to get deep dish pizza when you're in Chicago. So I would say either Giordano's, Lou Malnati's are the two uh, mainstays for deep dish pizza. Uh, there's great bars around the area. I haven't been to them myself, um, but I just hear great things around that area. Um, I always take the train and walk myself. because I just love walking through the beautiful city of Chicago, going to see Lake Michigan, kind of all that stuff. So I recommend just exploring it if you ever do go. Perfect. Is there a, how's the tailgate scene there? So I'm only 23. So I haven't really been able to experience the full tailgate scene, yet, especially with last year being COVID. And when I was 21, I was, I, I was coming off ACL surgery. So I couldn't go for walks and do that kind of stuff. So this will be the first year I can actually tailgate. So I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Oh yeah, man. You gotta, you gotta let us know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love seeing all the fans, how they tailgate differently. Obviously I've been to a bunch of, um, 49ers games uh me and Duran went to a 49er Cowboy game and it, it, it seemed like an even split which kind of hurt me because I was hoping <laughs> they full represent but um every time they show it like uh, good morning football the, the tailgate there over there at Shoulder Field um you just see like the you know the Bears fans represent really really well so it, it oh seemed- yeah yeah we always have a great crowd and yeah we're normally pretty good with other fans too when they come unless obviously people start drinking too much but most time, I've, I've never really seen it, like a toxic like area, at least around me, in terms of other fans and that kind of stuff. It's yeah, it's, I feel like it's either one way or the other. It's either you shouldn't go there or they welcome everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm glad it's on that side. Um, <laughs> where do uh, the Bears do their training camp? And have you ever got a chance to go check out the players practice or anything like that? Yeah, so they used to do it in Bourbon A, which is uh, Southside Chicago. Uh, Olive and Nazarene University is a really small school. They used to do it down there until last year. They moved it to Lake Forest, Hallis Hall, which is like their own facility itself. So now they do it out of there, and it's kind of like smaller. I just went there for the first time 
this past summer. Uh, it was kind of cool though. Cause I have a, a family friend who's like, I can't remember what he does for the team exactly, but he hooked me up with the family friend pass. So I got to sit with a bunch of the players, parents and like, and a bunch of their like wives. Like I was sitting right next to Mrs. Dalton, Andy Dalton's wife yeah. and, 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 uh, and her kids. And it was crazy just to see, like, I, I was got to stand like right in front of all the players when they, after practice, they all came over there. So, um, I like the environment a lot. It was a lot of fun. That when it was down in Bourbon A, it was a little bit of a hike. So having it in house hall at uh, Lake Forest, North of Chicago, is much easier for me. Oh, there you go. Nice. That's a good, that's a good hookup. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Keep that friend close. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your uh? Oh, go ahead, G. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, I was going to ask what your game day setup is like. Do you watch the game alone? Do you go to a bar? Are you a live tweeter? Do you watch it with some buddies? I'm more of a live tweeter that. Um, I'll either be at the game. I only go to LeBron mm-hmm. one game a year uh, mm-hmm. with our season tickets because we kind of just like pass them around to all our friends and stuff like that. So I go to one game, and then when I'm not at the game, I like watching it with friends. I can do honestly anything. Like if they want to, I'll do whatever they want to do. I'm kind of pretty evenly split. I'll try and tweet as much as I can during the game just to, you know, try and get my uh, traction up there on Twitter. But um, I'm honestly open to anything as long as I get to watch the game. Who get, who gets the season ticket game passes if uh... – the Bears make it to the playoffs. How do you guys divvy that up? It doesn't Grandpa. happen often. Yeah. <laughs> but it I'm assuming often. <laughs> Grandpa gets first dibs. He doesn't like going to games as much anymore. Oh, okay. So he, he doesn't like doing that travel. So I, I've been to one playoff game. Mm-hmm. Normally, normally we kind of like, I don't even know how we normally split it up because it doesn't happen as often as you know we'd like. I went to the one where we lost to the Packers in the NFC Championship. I can't remember there. how long ago that was. <laughs> That was horrible. It was horrible. But <laughs> that was so I, I don't know. It kind of split it up. Depends on I guess whose turn it is, who wants to buy them. Cause sometimes my grandpa will just like sell them to somebody that's mm-hmm. a friend of ours just to make his money back on the tickets every year. But it just all depends. Yeah. Do you remember the first game you've ever went to? I I don't. I really don't. I, I it was so long ago. I was probably like six. Like my grandma would take me when I was like as soon as I was old, I was like walk, I'd go to games. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that, yeah. at that young age, I think that's that's real cool. That's a lot of history right there. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. You remember your first jersey? Bears oh, jersey. yeah. Yeah, Brian Urlacher. 100%. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yep, yep. Classic, classic. Um, what's your uh, other memorabilia looking like? Do you have, you know, car uh, stickers on your car, tattoos, signed helmets? Um, I have a few signed pictures. We, uh, every year at my school that I went to, they have like a, uh, they call it the smoker and they have like a former Bears player come every year. And it's always, it's been like, uh, Dan Hampton, um, I believe Dick Buckkiss was there once. So I have a bunch of pictures of just people that have been there that are signed by them. A few signed cards when I've met players, like I have a rookie card signed by Devin Hester. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, that one's really cool. I, I, for a little bit, I started collecting some signed jerseys. So I have a Lance Briggs signed jersey, uh. A few other older players like Willie Gall, I have a signed jersey as well. Um, but I, I try and collect as much jerseys as I can. I'm a big jersey guy. No, oh, there you go. You got a favorite jersey? Justin Fields, of course. Oh, there yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was gonna say you got one more to add to the collection now. Oh yeah, I got I gotta keep stacking on. I gotta get a signed jersey of his. That'll be yeah. nice. Oh yeah, that'll come up soon. Oh yeah. Gee, anything else for how it started? Uh no, nothing for how it started. No. Let's move on. All right. So uh, in this section, me and Duran like to guess. So before you say anything, uh, we like to guess your favorite player. So Duran, if you want to go ahead. Uh, just because of the jersey 
answer he just did. I'm going with Brian Urlacher. No, I'm going with uh, Devin Hester. Ooh, good one. That's tough. I Growing up, my favorite player was Matt Forte, but before I started watching was Walter Payton, even though I never got to watch him. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it, I, neither one of us got to watch Walter Payton either, but is there one thing that kind of stands out? Is it your dad watching them, your grandpa's stories? Um, my, my dad would tell me stories all the time, and he just always told me, like, just more about more or less about his play style, more about his, like, attitude towards the game yep. and the fact that he just never gave up. He'd push through anything. And then mm-hmm. he gave me, like, a – it was like a – I don't want to call it like a – it was obviously not a – can't think of the word for it. It was just a video basically just on his history and how he started and everything, just the full story of everything. And they just showed all his highlights and stuff. So I'd watch that like every day. I just love watching him play. Yeah. I mean, I've seen video of him running the hills. I know mm-hmm. that was a classic thing, but I mean, Walter Payton did it all. I'm looking at his stats right now. I mean, Hall of Fame, five time All Pro, Super Bowl champ, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year. I mean, he checked pretty much every single box. And when I uh, actually, when we interviewed, you said one of the things that I noticed because I didn't watch Walter Payton is how much he caught the ball. Him and Matt Forte really uh, were pass catchers as well as running backs, which was pretty impressive, especially for running backs back then. Oh, yeah. He did everything. He, there was bad games before, too, that I saw that he played quarterback. Like they would just toss him and let him throw. Wow. Yeah. He's number four in Bears history in receiving yards. Wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Huh. impressive um so if uh walter payton was batman who would you say the robin was i mean i think the only other offense that guy remember is jim mcmahon on that team yeah uh, it's uh, start- him yeah jim mcmahon yeah you got it um yeah going back to matt forte man i that's go ahead i love matt forte i, I feel <laughs> like he was very underrated in my opinion I just don't feel like he doesn't get uh, as much as appreciation as he deserves. Um, like Durant said, he, he caught the uh, ball a whole bunch. Uh, he came from a school that wasn't really known for putting out, you know, NFL players at the time in Tulane College. Uh, he was, I remember him being a big, big boy, too. He was like 6'2", six, 6'3", two, six, at 225. And, and he ran – he didn't run small. He can run through you or he can run around you. Like you always had to expect both things. And I, I loved watching him play, you know, we're, we're rocking that deuce deuce, you know, that, you know, that was, that was something fun to watch. I hated seeing him in at the New York jets, but you know, watching him in Chicago, was always such a fun thing to watch. Yeah. He was, uh, he was interesting. Cause like he didn't, he didn't like impress you with like flash, like crazy speed or like you were saying, like he was going to find a way to gain yards. And he's always going to yeah. get it going, whether it's catch the ball. I believe he might've been the first running back to catch hundred passes. I could be wrong about that, but he was, he caught, I believe he caught a hundred passes from Cutler or maybe it was a hundred targets when mm-hmm. Cutler had to check it down every game because we had no line, but yeah, he was, he was the only bright side of that offense for a long time. Yeah. He's number two in rushing yards and Bears history, number two in running back catches and yards all behind Mr. Walter Payton, of course. <laughs> Um, is there one play or something that stands out about Matt Forte? Like whenever I think of him, I always think of him catching a screen. It seemed like he caught so many screens and would just turn it upfield and follow all his blockers and make the most of it. The, there was a play against the Buccaneers where he broke. I, I lost how many county tackles it was. He was just cutting around the field like crazy. And I believe it was a handoff. I can't remember the exact play, but I remember just watching him 
after he broke the initial line, he just broke at least like four or five tackles after that. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel when he ended up leaving, going to the Jets for a couple years? It was bittersweet. Like I knew he was kind of nearing the end of his career. And I yeah. knew I wanted to retire as a bear, obviously, but it was time for the Bears to start moving on, sadly. And it was just kind of like it sucked to see him play on a different team. Yeah, it's a, it does suck when uh, the legends on your team end up going and kind of fizzling out at another mm-hmm. one. Ladanian Tomlinson, he did the same thing at the Jets. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's crazy seeing that. You know, I know you guys, you, like you said earlier, you guys didn't have the best O line, but, you know, his, his, you know, yards per season is, you know, go, like it falls nothing short than below, you know, eight, yeah, 800. You know, his lowest career was his last year with the Jets. It was 813. He probably got hurt that year or something. Yeah, too. I think he got hurt because I think he only played like four games. But uh, is man. there uh, is there one Bears player that you could think of that deserves a little bit more credit that's underrated? As of now or overall? Either one. Overall, I would say Matt Forte is probably a good one. Nobody really mm-hmm. talks about him as one of the best running backs of the past since the 2000s. He's been – he was unbelievable. Yeah. Obviously, if he had a better team around him, he would have looked a lot better. Um, I'd say probably if I were to say right now, probably Eddie Goldman. Uh, mm-hmm. He will he will definitely go he'll have a very good year. It's his first year back after opting out from last year. So a lot of people kind of forgot his run presence and it kind of made the Bears run defense a lot worse. So it'll be very interesting to have him back finally. If people mm-hmm. are going to kind of recognize how good he is. Yep. A guy I was thinking of, we already mentioned him, but Devin Hester, just how good he was. Uh, greatest returner of all time. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for sure. I think he changed the game. And, and no one's going to – he owns 10 NFL records, and no one's going to break those because you can't even – you know, they don't give guys an opportunity to return kickoffs and stuff like they used to. Yeah, for sure. And, and like, I believe he had a 109-yard field goal return for a touchdown. Like, no, who's yeah. going to break that? Like, yeah. you can only tie it. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't break it. <laughs> Only yeah. player I've ever seen open the Super Bowl with a kick return touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The fact that, you know, that he uh, – I just watched Tony Dungy. He's like, oh, man, everyone acts like we're scared of kicking to Devin Hester. I'm going to kick it to him, see what happens. And he makes me do <laughs> I'm just going to return it real quick. And then, yeah. yeah, I remember that. And I was like, whoa, that's – like defense and special teams is all they were because, I mean, Rex Grossman ain't really shit. So. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I was like, damn, let me, let me see this. Let me see this, uh, you know, defense do work and how it goes. And, you know, special teams shows up right away. You know, like you're going to kick it to them and yep. you're going to pay. Yeah, for sure. And it was, he was just incredible anytime he touched the ball. And it wasn't just like, it was crazy that he couldn't do anything else. He played wide receiver and he was okay at it, but he could only return. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. That's all he could do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was unbelievable. How yeah. fast and crazy athletic he was. Yep. The only type of receiving he would do is like end arounds or like little receiver screens and you know, yeah, so or like, just or just go go long. Yeah. 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 Anything what, else for players, G? Yeah. Is there a player on the, on the team that you like when they signed them or any plays you just like cringe that you just did not like for the Chicago Bears? I'm trying to think of right now. I mean, I guess I kind of say Andy Dalton, but it made sense at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like signing him definitely made sense because we weren't guaranteed Justin Fields, obviously. Um, I'd say the past few years when we kept re-signing Rashad Coward to play offensive guard for us, and he was just probably the worst lineman to ever play in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, 
that dude couldn't block anybody. And he kept playing and we kept playing it more and more. And it was, yeah. it just made me want to pull my eyes out and not watch ever again. So, but as of now, I, there really isn't anybody that I'm like kind of annoyed, I guess, that we've signed. Like, obviously, Dalton in hindsight is not as good, but anything else. Nick, the Nick Foles trade obviously is kind of upsetting, but mm-hmm. nothing else really. Yep. That's yeah, Chad. Have- Sorry. I, I was going to say, that's Chaz Green for Dallas. Same thing. Shitty offense alignment that just kept getting plugged in there. And especially when you drop off from Tyron Smith to him, it was uh, pretty bad. Well, Do you have three, three, uh, three quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah, they carry three. They got uh, they got Dalton, Foles, and Fields. Yep. Yep. That's a good room, though. Yeah, it is. Show, show the young guy. I mean, I, I don't think uh, – uh, you know, one of those guys got to got to leave. Uh, one of the older dudes got to leave this year, but we'll see. I think Foles has a foot out the door already. Yeah, I, I think they're going to try and ship him at some point during the season when somebody goes down. Yep. What do you think he gets the most? Get back yeah. Maybe a seventh round pick. Yeah. Yeah. A conditional seventh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously. Has and to play it, a certain amount of snaps. Yeah. yeah. They're going to have to take uh, his contract too. He's not going to be a free yeah, agent signed for. A minimum. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the we'll probably have to eat a lot of his money if mm-hmm. not if not all of it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much just pay for a, a draft pick. Yeah, seriously. Which I mean, mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with as long as it frees up a roster spot at that point. There yep. you go. Yeah. So we talked about your favorite player. We want to know about your favorite coach. Do you have a favorite Chicago Bears coach? I'd probably say if it was outside of head coaches, Vic Fangio. He was defensive absolute mastermind. And yeah, I love him. He was the, he was the one who figured out the Rams, and he was the reason that I, I believe it was. I believe Bill Belichick said that he was he looked to the what the Bears did against them to what he did in the Super Bowl and kind of just mimicked it, and it worked. He absolutely shut the Rams down. The Rams haven't. I mean, they've still been like really tough on offense, but they haven't been the powerhouse they were since that season. Yeah, he's still doing his thing uh, in Denver. Yeah. And I like their defense, especially their secondary. I mean, they got some pass rushers up front, too. But, yeah, Fangio's been doing it for a while. 21 years in the NFL. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved what he did in San Francisco. Obviously, it hurt when he left. I was hoping that he'd get the uh, head coaching gig before it was, you know, Tom Sula. Um, you know, but he didn't. But I love seeing what he did, how he dialed up, dialed up, you know, different type of twists and whatnot. You can see how he carried it over there and having, you know, a dominant guy like Khalil Mack at his, you know, helm. Like, <laughs> that, that, that him and so awesome. And he just made everybody look good. Like, exactly. he, he, had, he had the best years out of every player on that team from Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller. I believe Kyle Fuller had, like, I think he led the NFL in interceptions that season. Eddie Jackson was considered the best safety in the NFL that year. Mm-hmm. He helped the development of Roquan Smith. Like it was just everything. Everything he did for the team was awesome. Yeah, I love Roquan, man. He's he's such a stud. I loved watching him at Georgia and seeing how he's. I feel like he got a whole lot better. Not it wasn't say it was disappointing in his early years, but seeing him grow into the guy he is now is is something great to see. Oh, for sure. And he still needs to work on his run stopping. Like it's still kind of lacking, but his silent silent speed and his coverage ability has just become unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, I think that year at Georgia, like, they did a race, and, like, he was beating out all the DBs because how fast he was. You know? Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's freak. crazy athletic. I love it. Anything else, G, about coaches? No, but I like that. I think this is the first time where someone answered 
you know, it's not a head coach, it's mm-hmm. a coordinator, you know, and that, that's, that just shows how much like love and passion you have for the team because, you know, I hate to bring up, you know, my, I hate to be a homer, but the Niners, you know, I loved, loved Robert Sala and how, how the energetic he was, how much of a player coach he is. And um, he, he brought that defense, you know, as one, I love the different position coaches like Chris Kasurik, our defensive line coach is amazing. I love it. Love the energy. And the fact that you said Vic Fangio, man, I loved Vic Fangio. And then the fact that you said that just, you know, makes me smile, obviously, because I, I love who he is and, you know, seeing his defenses, you know, just day in, day out, just, you know, succeed in the league is, is something great to see. And everyone calls him an old head. And yeah. he figured out how to stop that Rams, you know, new age Sean McVay offense. And, you know, it was, it's something good to see, especially for, you know, Vic Fangio showing that the, you can tip, teach these young kids, you know, a lesson here and there. Yeah, for sure. And I absolutely love also Robert Sala as well. I was hoping that if the Bears moved on from Matt Nagy that we would bring in Sala for interview because like you were saying, it was crazy the energy he'd get from the defense last year. Even though everybody was hurt, you're, like the 49ers season was basically lost. Like when they – I believe they beat the Cardinals to help the Bears make the playoffs, if I remember correctly. And – it was because, like, Salah – I was I watched the game because obviously it meant a lot to Bears fans for the Bears needed the Cardinals to lose. And to see, like, the whole team just rally around the coach and just him getting everybody fired up, I was like, man, I want this guy so bad. Mm-hmm. He's just an awesome coach. Yep. Yeah. I have one more question about coaches I was just looking at. Uh, speaking of uh, Matt Nagy, I like his draft picks, but I feel like they haven't really all panned out. Like, uh, just looking through him right now, of co- course, Roquan Smith. I mean, he's doing his thing. But uh, James Daniel, Anthony Miller, who I really liked, Riley Ridley, uh, David Montgomery, Cole Komet, Jalen Johnson. I mean, some of those guys are still proving themselves. But, um, like, especially the wide receivers, what was up with that? I just don't think Matt Nagy can develop wide receivers very well, or at least his staff. They've yeah. had the same wide receiver coach for a while, Mike Fury, and I just have not been a fan of his. Yeah, just like there's obviously there was no discipline in the room when we saw Javon Williams throw a punch in one of the games. We saw Anthony oh, Miller throw a punch no. as well. They both threw a punch on the same player for the Saints, mm-hmm. uh, separate games. So Anthony Miller, yeah, that dude just doesn't have his head on straight. He started getting shoulder issues again. He hasn't looked the same since his first year. So I'm I'm not too like I'm a little upset about how that development didn't work out, but he obviously needed to go with how. Injuries were holding him back in his head as well. Mm. And then Riley Ridley, I just don't think he had – I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of his too. I just don't think he honestly had, like, anything going for him in the NFL. He couldn't generate center separation. His route running was solid, but it wasn't, like, crazy and, like, mm. and twitchy or anything. Like, he did, was hard, it was impossible for him to get open. It wasn't big enough to be a possession wide receiver, like Allen Robinson or anything. So, he just kind of was just in that stage of, like, stuck and not able to find a position for him. Yeah. I, I was a bigger fan of Anthony Miller, but I forgot about the shoulder injury. He was wearing a sling for like a whole season there for a while, but poor guy shipped off to Houston now. So yeah, well, I well, believe he I believe he dislocated his shoulder like three times yeah. his rookie year. Mm-hmm. And it was all in the same game and he kept trying to play, and it's just you could tell yeah. it's just not the same anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That was that <clears throat> the ever since Ryan Pace came over, like the receivers are Kevin White. Daniel Breverman, Miller, Weems, Ridley, Darnell Mooney, and Daz Newsom. Like, mm-hmm. And one of those guys is on the roster still. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Only one, Darnell Mooney. But Daz, yep. Daz, to be fair, is on the practice squad. But the rest is just 
I mean, and you can, you can call it the excuse for every single player, whether it's Kevin White's injury history. Yeah. Um, Braverman was a seventh round pick, no big deal. But the rest of them, I mean, you you expect to have a little more hits. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. yeah, I was a Kevin White yeah, fan for the record. Offense too, like I thought, you know, maybe he'd spark something. But yeah, yeah. I was a big Kevin White fan too, though. I mean, I don't blame them at all for that pick. Can't be upset about it. You can't predict injuries. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anything else, G? Uh, no, ready to move on. Well, we're going to move on a little bit. We want to know your favorite or your best memory being a Bears fan. Favorite or best? Be a, a game you went to could be anything. Probably if it was the game that I went to, I was at that game against the Rams when Big Fangio figured them out and the Bears won that game. And it was a uh, Sunday. It was, it was supposed to be a just a noon game before the season started because obviously nobody expected the Bears to be good. Mm-hmm. And I got tickets to that game because I was working for Illinois State's football team at the time. So that was the only game I would have been able to make that our season was over and Bears season was still going on. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll go to the Rams game where we're going to get rolled. And then the Bears started getting good. And I was like, okay, maybe this will be a good game. And then it got flexed to Sunday Night Football. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a good game, isn't it? And yeah, it was unbelievable to watch and then probably outside of that i would i mean of a game that wasn't live i was a huge Mr. Trubisky fan so i'd probably say that game where he lit up the buccaneers like six touchdowns i thought we like finally found our quarterback that game so yeah maybe hindsight not as good but it made me super happy at the time yeah yeah it might be a future best memory but uh how did you feel this year just watching justin fields fall into your lap I mean, I was watching the draft. I thought Dallas was going to get one of the corners, and two teams that I think really fucked up in this draft were the Broncos and the Panthers. Both of them badly need quarterbacks, and they passed up on them. Uh, but, hey, lucky you. Now you have a field. How was your reaction that day? So I was uh, – honestly, I went to go out. I was still in college, so I went to go out to go to uh, – I believe I was going to get margaritas with my friends. We're just going <laughs> to hang out. I was, I was like, Bears won't pick for 20 picks. I was like, yeah. we don't need to worry, right? So I believe it was like the ninth pick. We're like, all right, guys, let's go. Let's go back to my apartment. Like, we can go hang out like before we go out tonight. And I put it on the TV and like we're just like kind of just like drinking, like playing games, having fun. And then I see the Bears are on the clock. I'm like, wait, what just what happened? happened? And like <laughs> I'm freaking out because like I'd already – had a good amount to drink so i'm not like all there my buddy's like dude the bears just traded up and i'm like we're gonna draft max jones aren't we i'm they're gonna they're gonna disappoint mm-hmm. me once again aren't they i was like i was like just feels <laughs> on the clock we're definitely taking max jones just because just despite us it just would be so chicago to do that and when they drafted my i don't think we went out that night we were just way too hyped about what had happened we just all hung out my apartment and just we're just watching justin fields highlights on the tv like we're just <laughs> we all knew we're like this guy's gonna be stunned like we're so happy yeah yeah, I watched I watched Justin Fields very, very closely when the Niners were on the clock. Uh, yeah, I did a whole rundown on him. I thought the Niners were going to take him because the um, relationship he had with the Shanahan's and everything. So I thought that was going to be the choice. So I watched him very heavily when it was Trey Lance. I wasn't upset. I was just, okay, you know, let me, he's another guy I watched. I wanted, I wanted either one of them. I wanted Justin Fields a little bit more, I'm going to say. But as soon as he did that, I had a buddy who was a Bears fan. He texted me, like, can you give me the rundown of Justin Fields? I didn't even think we we're going to take a quarterback, you know. So I was like, all right. So I didn't think Fields would fall to us. I, yeah. before, I actually wrote an article before the draft saying that it ended up being true that the Bears were going to try and recreate the uh, 2017 Kansas City Chiefs by getting a veteran quarterback, 
which they end up doing that with Andy Dalton, mm-hmm. and then trading up and drafting somebody. And I literally wrote my articles like they can either trade up and get Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, or Mac Jones because I thought one and two were guaranteed: Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. So, yeah. and then the then later on that was before the 49ers traded up themselves too for the draft. So that ended up obviously not happening either. But or, uh, Trey Lance ended up not following them either. But I was a big Trey Lance fan too because obviously I, I worked for Illinois State's team, so we played North Dakota State. And I got to watch Trey Lance just make us look like a JV football team. Yep. He was just unbelievable. So I was a huge fan of his too as soon as I saw him play. Yep. Yeah. Another uh another guy that, you know, kind of made a big splash when he first got to your team was Khalil Mack. You guys traded a lot for him. Um, but his first four games, he had five sacks. He had uh, four forced fumbles, and during that time, he was also a hurt. So he missed two yeah. games after that. But I just remember the uh, Raiders making that trade. You guys got him. He was just balling out. How'd you feel about that one? I was absolutely excited. As soon as we made that trade when the season started, I'm like, we're we're going all in, aren't we? I was like, mm-hmm. we're actually going to try and do this thing. And I didn't think we'd still be good. I thought we'd just be okay. We end up obviously winning the division, being really good, but. I didn't think he'd be that much of a difference. He hasn't yeah. been he hasn't been the kind of impact player he was that year, but he was just unbelievable last season. And I I, w- I hope we see him again this year because we haven't seen that Thor Mac in a while. I agree. Yeah, the Raiders wanted him back. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're trying to get him on a discount now. We're like, no yeah. way. Yeah, I remember he because he sat out as soon as because that was Gruden's first year. And he's like, Man, I'm waiting to meet Khalil. I never met Khalil. And he sat out, didn't practice, showed up, and just balled out. Like, that's that's awesome. Yeah, he was yeah. a freak. And, and the fact that the Raiders had absolutely nothing with their draft picks from us was mm-hmm. just hilarious to me. Yeah. yeah, the Raiders just cut their former third-round draft pick right now. So, Who know. was that? I can't remember who that was. Tanner Muse. I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you think he's a safety maybe? Uh, yeah, he was a, He was a, kind of a safety, kind of that uh, joker role in Clemson. Yeah. Like oh, that that's role. right, yeah. Yeah. And then they like the way Brian Breeze plays for them right now for yeah uh, yeah played that role yeah so. and then they had like and the draft picks they made were so uh, it made me like pay attention more to their draft picks and I just would watch their drafts more closely and it'd just be mm-hmm. so funny to watch their picks like when they took Damon Arnett in the first round I yeah. believe that was last year I was just I was laughing out of my seat like that was just so oh. bad yeah I believe he's a backup still. Yeah, I don't think he started. I, th- I think they want him to start. They want him to be the starter. He just hasn't really taken over that role. We'll see this year. Yeah. Um, they also, same thing, Dallas traded them a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, and they got uh, Jonathan Abram, who, to me, is you know, he's a downhill guy. In, in today's NFL, I just don't think he's that type of safety you want to take in the first round. Yeah, yeah what about sure. switching him the linebacker, you know? like Or putting him in a joker type of role. Like, yeah, just like like a strong safety that just sits in the box. Yeah, yeah. kind of like uh, how Seahawks play. You know, Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams. Yeah, yeah. He probably do that. I mean, yeah, he plays so good moving forward. It's the moving backwards where he gets in trouble. So, <laughs> yeah, he has got to do something. They got to do something. I mean, these first round picks and missing on guys. Uh, we we're talking I about a little bit about a before. So bad. Mayock might get the blame for this, and he might be gone soon if these guys don't start hitting. Oh yeah, for sure. Because we yeah. know Gruden stain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Living that guest mansion that uh, Mark, Mark, <laughs> yeah. Mark Davis. Yeah, unbelievable. He's yep. in tax. You know, he's in trouble with the IRS, but you know, he's still building that mansion. <laughs> Anything else for uh, 
favorite memory g i got one more how about it man you got it uh the i was just looking at bear stuff before this interview and 2006 brian urlacher's 26 tackle game versus the cardinals i mean it's unbelievable watching him just go from sideline to sideline but outside of that it was a great game for the bears they were down 23 to 3 and ended up coming back to win 24 to 3 and that same game of course devin hester had a punt return uh the bears ended up staying undefeated and went to the super bowl that year that year and even after the game, it kept going. That was uh, Dennis Green's legendary yep. rant yep. after. Yeah. Iconic. They are yeah, who I thought they were. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, that all around from the beginning, I mean, Brian Erlacher balling out to the comeback to Devin Hester to after the game. I mean, uh, that that's a classic to me. That's a really good one. I, I completely forgot that that was all. In, it's, it's saying that all that happened in one. Yeah. Game. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Yeah, that's right. that's. I'm sorry, but that that's like when when the Bears were good, watching you know Hester, watching Erlacher. I feel like that was a good year of football. I mean, even though I think 2006 was kind of a bad year for the Niners myself, but just seeing like those old school like players still still doing it. And do you guys think you know both of you guys? This question for both of you guys for as football fans. Do you guys think that in today's NFL, do you think that Brian Erlacher can survive? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, He's a very yeah. good coverage linebacker. Yeah. He uh he was like the perfect Tampa two middle linebacker. He could yeah. cover that whole void in the middle of the field pretty much better than anyone. But if you look at his interceptions, his pass deflections, he he was an all around baller. I mean he was a safety. He was a safety mm-hmm. in college. Uh you know, moved to linebacker. But yeah, he's he's one of those if you ask me Ray Lewis, no. Ray Lewis isn't a guy that could uh play Patrick the way Lewis. he did. Uh, I think Patrick Willis would do way better than uh, Ray Lewis. Patrick Willis was fast. Ray Lewis was never fast. Navarre Bowman can. What about yeah, uh, for sure. running mate? What about Erlacher's running mate, Lance Briggs? I don't think he would either. I think he's more yeah, of a downhill be, guy. It'd be I tougher for him. Lance Briggs, maybe, maybe like a, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, like I was saying, I was autographed jersey. Uh, maybe a 3-4 outside linebacker uh, yep. he'd be okay at. Oh, like yeah. if he was like the – for the Bears now, they like to have their pass rusher outside linebacker and then they're like – more run stuffing guy like Leonard Floyd was for the Bears. So I mean he could probably fill that role okay, but he'd still have to learn how to pass cover decently well. Yeah. How do you feel about Leonard Floyd, man? Like I just felt like I was I'm a big fan of his. I mean I wasn't I was like I knew he wasn't worth the money he was gonna get if we were to give him the the uh the fifth year option. Like if we were to pick that up he wasn't worth that kind of money. But I knew he was a very he was very underrated for what he was doing. And he was okay. unbelievable run defender, mm-hmm. incredible in pass coverage. He just never got home on sacks. And okay. it obviously started happening in, in LA this past year. I believe he had double digit sacks, yeah, but 10 and a half. Oh yeah. That's so disappointing to hear. I think yeah. he had more than Colomb acted. Oh yeah. Wow. That, that does suck. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I liked him a lot and mm-hmm. obviously Robert Quinn has not even been close to what he was for us. So, yeah. I, I was kind of sad to see him go, but I knew that if they wanted to keep me, he needed to take a pay cut. I just don't think he wanted to. He did get a pretty good contract from the Rams, so mm-hmm. good for him. Regardless, I'm glad he's doing well. Was he worth the number well, – if he was a round one pick, was he worth the number uh, round one pick? I'd say so. With that draft class, that draft class was absolutely horrendous. So I believe, like, when the Bears traded up, I think they traded up with the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers took Vernon Hargreaves with the pick. So it, it was just a very bad overall draft. Hargreaves, man. 
Yeah, yeah very Brandon bad. Hargraves. I'm looking at it right now. The only other pass <laughs> rusher in the first round that went after that was Shaq Lawson. Robert Kim Dietschy. He was oh, a defensive tackle, though, but. He's now in the Seahawks practice squad. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he was definitely the best guy of, available right there. Yeah. Yep. Kamiki was such a knucklehead. <laughs> yep. Well, not every year, you know, Brian, La- you get to watch Brian Erlacher or trade for Khalil Mack. So we want to move on to know your worst memory being a Bears fan. I mean, you guys got a Super Bowl loss in there. <laughs> the double doink kind of destroyed. Oh, me. yeah. I forgot about that. The worst part, the worst part was, so I was with my, I was with my family friends Mm -hmm. and I was with my girlfriend at the time and she was a Packers fan. So she was sitting there next to me when that happened and she, she knew it too. So thankfully she didn't absolutely just destroy me when I was weak. Yeah. But just the fact that there was a Packers fan sitting next to me to watch probably the saddest moment of my life was, it just absolutely hurt so much. I forgot about that. I just added it to my notes. So sorry for the next uh, Bears fan that comes on. I'm asking him about it. But I always say if my girlfriend, uh, I'd rather her just not watch football than root against my team. So <laughs> if the, she was an Eagles fan, I don't think I could handle that. Yeah, she was a diehard Packers fan. Too, yeah, so it was, it was pretty hard. It was pretty hard. That's tough. Yeah. One that I'm, uh, I think you'll remember. It was a big... Uh, this is what I remember the most about Walter Payton, which really sucks, is uh, when he announced his illness on TV. It was like the press conference. Uh, I just remember him. He was like at a podium crying, uh, do, uh, you know, announcing that he had that liver disease or whatever exactly it was. But I also remember he wouldn't he refused to jump the line to, like, take a transplant from another person. He was just like, hey, this is this is what it is. And. You know, it just shows what kind of guy he was on and off the field. Yeah, I, I obviously wasn't alive when that happened, but oh, okay. I, I saw the I saw the video. And yeah, I, I've seen everything about it. And yeah, that's just I, I can't even imagine if I was like like a lot like obviously alive and to be able to like be old enough to understand what was going on during that. That would absolutely just tear me apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah it's a tough one. Uh, the other one I have, of course, 2007, the Super Bowl loss to the Colts. Unfortunately, it was Rex Grossman versus Peyton Manning. I mean, I think the the odds were against you guys from the uh, beginning. I mean, besides what we mentioned, the Devin Hester kick return, uh, the Bears just kind of couldn't keep up after that. They didn't score a touchdown outside of the first quarter, and the Colts ended up winning 29-17. to 17. Do you remember watching this? Were you with family? Were you with friends? Did you know anyone at the game? Yeah, I was – actually, my grandma won tickets to the game. Wow. But she ended up selling them. Go uh, grandma. Yeah. yeah. So thank God she wasn't there to be so sad yeah. about it. But um, I, I was there. I was at my friend's house. I was only, I think, nine. No, I was turning nine that year. So I don't remember a lot of the game. I do remember the opening kickoff. I was in my base, my friend's basement with my friend and then my friend's dad and then my dad. We we're all watching it together. And we all freaked out. We all thought it was over. We were going to win. Like, mm-hmm. we're like, we're like, stop the clock. It's over. We yeah. won. And then, yeah, just it was not after that. It, we ended up like stop watching. Me and my friend were like, this is just not, not fun. Rex Grossman just yeah. makes us not want to watch football ever again. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's I remember tough one. the first two touchdowns were uh, were former Hurricanes, man. They're former, you know, players. Of the Who U. was it? Hester and Devin Hester and Reggie Wayne. Oh, Reggie Wayne. Yep. Yeah, Reggie Wayne caught that. And um, I remember I was like, oh, man, this is dope. I was like, man, they both went to the U. 
And then someone's like, man, they got to make that a, they got to make that a stat. You know, it's like, yeah, it's probably going to go down the U history. <laughs> yeah. I man. know. Uh, one more. I know bears fans just haven't heard the end of this uh, recently, but also another memory that probably wasn't the best was that 2017 draft. I mean, you guys took Mitch Trubisky over Mahomes, who even back then Mahomes wasn't who Mahomes is now. Uh, I didn't think he was going to go to one of those top teams. Uh, but Deshaun Watson was a guy who I definitely thought was going to go earlier than he did. Uh, were you high on Mitch coming out? Uh, did you have high hopes then, or did you immediately know that it wasn't the right decision? I was extremely high on Mitch, in all honesty, but I also was on my home. I was higher actually on my homes than I was oh, on okay. Mitch. So oh, okay. So I, yeah, so I, I liked watching my homes because my, my really good friend is a Texas Tech fan. So, okay. He'd always tell me, like, dude, you got to watch this quarterback. And I saw him, like, there's no way you can't turn this dude with the arm he has into a stud quarterback. Like, as long as you get him into a good system, somebody's going to make him good. Mm -hmm. I knew it immediately. Like, you just tell just by watching the dude play. And I liked Mitch a lot, too. I thought he was very uh, pro style. I thought if you put him into the right system, he'd be very good. Um, I, the day that we drafted him, I bought his jersey. I was an extreme, I was a huge fan. I was. I remember freaking out when we drafted him. I thought, honestly, thought the same thing. I thought when we drafted Justin Fields, almost. I mean, I'm more excited about Fields than I was about Trubisky at the time because Fields has more physical traits. But Trubisky, I just knew he was a great athlete. He always, he was always super calm in the pocket, and just it didn't translate. And I, there's nothing really. Yeah, we didn't really do a whole lot wrong about it. Like it was just, it seemed like it was just kind of an issue with him and with how the way we treated it. We kind of threw him into the into the wildfire to start his first season when our leading receiver was Kendall Wright, who I don't think played another snap after that season. And our line was okay. We obviously had Jordan Howard, so that helped him, but it's just we had absolutely no help for him. And then to give him a brand-new coach after one season doesn't help either. So we just weren't prepared to take on a quarterback, and it obviously wasn't the right one either. Yep. Were and Patrick him when he came back, or did you boom like everybody else? Honestly, I, I heard more cheers than I did booze when, at the game because I went to the Bills Bears game and I was uh, heard a lot of cheers for him. Everybody was really happy to see him do well. And when he when he took the field, there was a lot of cheers. He was giving out autographs. Like it was super cool to see all the reactions that he was there. I didn't hear a lot of booing at all. Good. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah. Also, Patrick Mahomes just ended up in the perfect spot. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. It, that. That has a lot to do with things too, where guys just end up landing. Yeah, when he got picked up by you know Andy Reid, everyone was like, "Okay, I guess he's gonna make him." That's his project, and you know Andy Reid turned him in, you know, eighth. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then and then Alex Smith in front of him, so they just had a perfect scenario with. Mm -hmm. They had Tyree Kill already. They had Travis Kelsey already. Like they were just, they were set. Yeah, exactly. Tyree Kill wasn't even the guy he is today. Like he was still, you know, coming out of West West Alabama, I think. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't I blame Alex Smith a little bit for that, though. Yeah. He, can, yeah. he, couldn't, he couldn't get the ball down the field to hit Tyreek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, Kelsey, you know, loved Alex Smith, I bet. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Anything else for uh, Worst Memory, G? No, no, nothing for Worst Memories. Let's move on to some brighter times. We want to know some of your future expectations for the Bears. Uh, G, you want to start with anything here? Uh, yeah, I just want to know uh, – with. This most recent draft, you know, do you guys, in my opinion, I'm actually really excited about um, Chloe, Chloe Herbert. Other than Justin Fields, is there anybody in this draft that 
you know, like, okay, he's not getting a lot of publicity. He's going to be a future star. Someone that we're, you know, as common folk aren't are sleeping on. I was really excited about Tevin Jenkins uh, when he came out. I actually, during my articles, I had him mocked to the Bears as the 20th overall pick. And so that we got in the second round, that made me ecstatic. Obviously, he's having back surgery. Or he just had back surgery now, so he's going to miss most of the season. But I think if he recovers right, he could be an absolute monster at right tackle. So I, I hope we don't play him left tackle like the Bears plan to because he's just an absolute freak of a, of a run blocker at right tackle. Like, if you put on that tape, he's just – He's mean. He's the downright simple. He's mean. He's aggressive. He's strong. He's and he, yeah, he's he, he runs through everybody. And he doesn't care if you're a defensive lineman or a safety. He'll maul you. And then I like the other tackle we drafted to a lot. He uh, he was a little overweight, and that was kind of his main issue. And then he came into Bears camp thirty pounds down. So oh. he he's really quick now, and he looks really good. He probably won't start right away, and that's why it's really good to have Jason Peters this year to kind of mentor him. Uh, he was a fifth round pick out of Missouri, uh, Larry Borum. So I'm really excited to see him too. Obviously we're getting excited about fifth round picks. So it's hard to say that he could be anything, <laughs> but it just, he looked, he impressed me greatly in the preseason. He looked very good. Um, he showed really good technique and discipline at tackle. So I don't know if I like those guys a lot. I like Cole Herbert, like you were saying too. He, he's very explosive. He's very good at uh, reading the holes and using his vision to find openings. Um, uh, I was pretty high on Daz Newsome, but I, after seeing him live in the preseason and practice, I don't think he's as good as I thought he was. He's not bad, but I don't think he'll be much of anything. So overall, though, the draft class was awesome. Obviously, when you get Justin Fields, that kind of yeah. wins it all. I was higher than most on Kyrus Tonga, the defensive tackle out of BYU. He was my number nine defensive tackle. I mean, he was the last pick seventh round guy. And you know, for what he does, uh, I was looking at a lot of one zero techniques and he's big, he's strong. He could shed, he could push the pocket, hold up versus double teams. It's just, he's going to play in that box. He doesn't have much range and things, but if you use him for the right, right stuff, I think he could, uh, succeed. Yeah. He actually slipped my mind. Though. I was thinking about the class. I knew I was reading somebody, mm -hmm. but yeah, he's, when I saw him in person, I was like, this dude looks like a 30 year old man. He is just, yeah. he's already think fully matured. He's an older prospect. Yeah. Yeah. He went, he's like 24 uh, or 25. Yeah. He went oh, wow. on a mission. He went old. on a yeah. uh, Mormon mission for mm -hmm. a year yeah. or two uh, before he started playing football. But yeah, he's a, he's a big dude. And yeah, seventh round. I, I think that's a good pick. I had him above the two USC guys that everyone loved. Yeah. Uh, that I, I didn't like at all, but uh, yeah, I, I like the draft class, especially when you could lock down a quarterback like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, sure. I remember uh, about this draft class too. I remember reading up about Jenkins too, watching him. I just, one thing I see is that like if a guy's in front of him, he will move him to point A to point B in a hurry and mm -hmm. violently. And that's something that I really liked about Jenkins. And then about Tonga, what, like Duran said, he's very good at holding up double teams, you know, to allow the blitzing um, linebacker to get in there. And that's something that I, you know, wrote is that he's actually very, you know, He's willing to be a team player. You know, he's, you know, I'm not going to get my stats up, but I'm going to create that lane for the splitting linebacker so he can get that sack, so we can get that tackle for loss. And that's something that I loved about that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, he's a big human being. And I mean, he's playing against kind of weird competition over there at BYU. Uh, yeah, BYU. But yeah, I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, we saw in the preseason two, actually. I believe it was the first drive of the game. It was a fourth and fourth, it was a fourth and goal. And he, 
held up two uh, offensive linemen, allowing Alef Ogletree to run free through the line and get a fourth down stop, and everybody freaked out Ogletree. I was like, whoa, whoa. Look at Tonga here. He's the one who opened up that wide-open hole for mm. Ogletree to fly through and make the play. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. As far as free agents goes, some of the headlines that – uh, uh, the headliners that the Bears brought in, of course, Andy Dalton, Jeremiah Tachu from the Broncos, Angelo Blackson, Marquise Goodwin from the Niners, Jason Peters, Eagles legend. Do you have a favorite free agent that came on in? I like Demir Bird a lot. I think it's okay. really hard for him to see the field yeah. with Marquise Goodwin coming in too. But I do think he's more talented than Goodwin right now. So mm-hmm. I think it's only a matter of time till we see more of him. Obviously, I love the Jason Peters move now at this point yeah. since Jenkins had that surgery. Uh, I think he could be at least very, very solid. When people, people like to pull up his PFF grade and say he wasn't very good, but that takes into account both his time at guard and tackle, oh, which yeah. was split last year, and his guard play was absolutely horrible. Yep. Like I, I, I saw somebody had the PFF like elite subscription, and they pulled up his actual like splits and his tackle – PFF grade was very good, and then obviously his guard one was absolutely horrendous, so it leveled it out looking not very good. So I think he'll be very solid, and that's Mm -hmm. why I'm excited about that. Finally, some protection. Yeah, I didn't like when they moved him into a guard. I mean, you don't do that to a guy that's been in the NFL for as long as he has (laughs) doing his thing. And when he's proven, and I forget the guy who they tried to plug in there. He was a first or second-round pick for them offensive line. And he just he hasn't lived up to it at all. So was it Dillard? Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Dillard. I couldn't remember either. I just oh, they they have, they have so much turnover with injuries and stuff. I can't. I lose track too. So. Yep. It was Dillard. They try to plug in, and both of them didn't. I mean, Dillard probably should have been the guard, and then leave the All Pro Jason Peters out there. Yeah, you'd but, think, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's another conversation. But uh, now the opposite, and you guys lost some guys to free agency. Uh, Roy Robertson, Harris, Kyle Fuller, uh, Charles Leno, of course, Mitch, Brent Urban, Anthony Miller. Is there a guy that you kind of wish you guys could have hung on to or signed him long term? Definitely Kyle Fuller. The cap hit was yep. way too big. And yeah. obviously he wasn't worth the money. That I believe his cap hit was going to be 14 million. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, it was something crazy like that. That he It, it was the highest cap hit of any corner in the NFL. And he obviously isn't worth that kind of money. Yep. And they needed this money. I mean, it would have been at this point with how well the Titans have developed and the addition of Jesse James is another good guy we added in. Um, it would have been nice, obviously, hindsight now to cut Jimmy Graham and keep Kyle Fuller, but mm-hmm. we needed Jimmy Graham at the time, and corner depth was looking pretty solid with young guys like Jalen Johnson, Kendall Vildor, oh. and a few other guys as well. So, I don't, again, I don't blame the move, but it would have been really nice to have Kyle Fuller still. I love yeah. Fuller. Yep. I like how they – I mean – I think it's good that you guys cut. I mean, it's obviously not good for the Bears, but with the fact that you guys cut them and let, allow them to choose your team to give them that respect instead of like trading them to uh, a team that's, you know, kind of on the way down. Like if you, you know, don't hate to Detroit, but like, hey, man, we're going to send you to Detroit. Yeah. That, yeah. It was uh, nice to see that he was reunited with Fangio too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I got to ask about uh, Brent Urban. He, he's a cowboy now. And uh, he seems like a character, and it seemed like the Bears fans liked him. Uh, what do you have to say about Brett? Oh, we loved him. I mean, yeah. he was so much fun to watch. Like, even, like, obviously he was just a rotational D lineman, but mm-hmm. him, he, he was always just a character in time. He made his sack, he did his signature guitar, guitar celebration with the sack. So everybody loved that. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, 
he always did his job and he never, again, he wasn't flashy. He wasn't like a full-time starter worth guy, but he always did the right job and he did a good job. And his wife is like very interactive on Twitter with fans. That's super cool too. I've had tons of interactions with her even now while she's a Cowboys fan. It's just like, they're just, they're all just, they're both very good people. So, yeah, I saw that they're saying Cowboys fans, you have to follow his wife. She likes shotguns, beers. Yep. And does shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's super she's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a blue to- uh, blue yeah. collar type of guy. You know yep. what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. He's going to do, he's going to do the dirty work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, is there anybody like that you see coming up here soon? I mean, Raekwon's actually up for his fifth year, right? Unless you already signed it. Uh, yes. I believe he's up for an extension now. I don't, I don't know if this is his fifth year or. If they're gonna, I don't know if this is like his option is this year or if he needs. I think he's up for an extension if I remember correctly. Because I think it's the same year that uh, Fred Warner he just got his extension. Darius Leonard. So I think I believe this year is the year that he needs to get extended. Um, but yeah, so I, I, we better send him. I don't. I don't know if we have the money, but we gotta find a way. Yeah. Do you think he's gonna get that top tier money the way that uh, Darius Leonard and Fred Warner got, or do you think that I think he deserves it? Yeah. I don't know if that will give it to him. I, I think it's, if we don't, another team will because he definitely deserves it. Yeah. yeah. Is there anybody else that's worth a um, that you expect a payday coming up here soon? Or hopefully, Allen Robinson. Yeah. He's on a oh, yeah. he's on a contract. He's on his contract year as well. He's on a franchise tag, so yeah. definitely should keep him around just for consistency purposes for Justin Fields because he yeah. can't have a high turnover rate at wide receiver. Do you yeah, think he wants to that? come back? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was my, that was going to be my question. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of fans are very, including myself. I know a lot of fans are very iffy on him, just the way he's been treating the whole thing. Like that he started throwing a fit during the middle of the season last year yeah. was kind of an issue. And he just, uh, he just definitely got into his head. It seemed like he made a lot of mistakes last year. Like a lot, he dropped a lot of 50, 50 balls and he got, I believe he gave away like three interceptions on 50, 50 balls instead of winning them. Which is very unlike him. Like he's definitely, definitely an elite wide receiver. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just like, he, he definitely needs to like stop trying to think about himself and start focusing more on the team. And I mean, obviously an extension should happen, but like let it happen. Like if you're if you're yeah. playing well, it will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. It just seems like whoever throws him the ball, he's you know he's gonna be a he's gonna be a baller. That was just he was a shell of himself last year. I mean, again, a, you know, COVID year. You know, you never know if that could have played in his mindset. But um, I mean. He's on one of my he's on one of my fantasy teams, so I need him to show up, man. Oh, I hope he does. I honestly, I mean, he should. I feel like he does a little more consistent than I mean, regardless, we're gonna have probably a quarterback change this year, like we did last year too, which was a big issue. Um, with in terms of the offense, was we kind of shut down when we made a quarterback change twice. So mm-hmm. we'll see. You guys are in the it's kind of a similar boat as the Niners. So very what, similar. Yeah, what week do you see Justin Fields taking over? I don't know. I, I think they're tr- going to try and sit fields as long as they can. So I, I want to say it's like, it'll be a game. The game he probably, his first game probably starts will probably be a game against a bad team like the Lions, is my guess. So I think they put the Lions week four or three. I can't remember. I think he could start that game. So you're excited to see Trey Lance versus Justin Fields on Halloween night? I, w- I almost went to that game for that reason. I was, yeah. I was That was going to be my game for this year, but I picked the Bears-Packers game instead. There you go. I uh, got another question, Drew. You got one? <clears throat> I got one more. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just curious. Do you dabble in fantasy at all? Yo, yeah, I, I'm in like a ton. I'm in ton of leagues. I had two drafts last night. 
Okay, okay, my second question is, <laughs> do you find yourself more as a homer? Because, I mean, people call me a homer because I always target, you know, Kittle. And this year I uh, targeted Ayuk. Do you find yourself as a homer at all? I know Duran's the complete opposite. Duran has spreadsheets for days, and he's always finishing top two in his leagues. So I used to be very homerish. I would always – I mean, like, I think I've kind of tempered my expectations for the Bears' offense, so I kind of avoid them now anyway. <laughs> so I think the only guy I like targeting is, like, David Montgomery right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I I just don't see the upside of the Bears' offense right now, so I, I'm not really – I'm in a lot of Chicago leagues too, so we're okay. kind of – we're kind of all like all of us are Bears fans. So it's all like, we're all targeting kind of the same people. We're, we're all like homers, I guess. So I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of let my friends kind of take them. Cause I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm not really high on the Bears office this year, but years past, I have been a big time homer. Gotcha. Can't play with your heart. <laughs> get, yeah. You'll get in trouble. Exactly. Uh, the last question that I have is uh, about coaching and we know defensive coordinator, Chuck uh, Pagano retired last year. And you guys have a new defensive coordinator, uh, Sean Desai. Is that how you say his name? Yep. Yep. I just I don't know anything about him. How do you feel about him taking over? Do you think he can handle it? Uh, I I think he's gonna he has a really good chance to be good. He mm-hmm. was basically Fangio's like student along with Brandon Staley or Stanley. I can't remember his name. The Chargers' new head coach. Yeah, Staley. And the Rams, yeah, the Rams' old defensive coordinator. So okay, I think he has a really good chance to be just like that and to be kind of like the next like the Fangio student that becomes a good defensive coordinator. Uh, he's younger. He's, I've watched him at practice. He's very vocal. He's mainly just been like a – I don't think he became like a position group coach until last year when he was a, a safeties coach or two years ago. And he kind of just got this promotion because he's a super, like, super smart guy. I believe he, like, has a, his master's. Like, he's just – he's more. he was more of a student than he was, like, any sort of, like, kind of player. And – it seems like he wants to run Fangio style. So, I mean, if he can run it like Fangio does, he'll be a stud. Nice. I like it. I'll keep my eye open for that. I got one more question, G. I lied. It's just a quick one. Uh, I noticed that in the NFL, you know, they do their top 100, which I'm kind of a fan of, kind of not. I don't know how they do their voting, but Eddie Jackson, he's been in there before. He wasn't in there this year. He's switching his jersey to number four, which I love. Do you expect a bounce back year from him? And, you know, do you think he can get back to that all pro pro bowl form? hundred percent. I think the yeah. is going to do a very good job of using him to his strengths on like Pagano. And mm-hmm. I, I think, I think Jackson had like three interceptions for touchdowns to get called back on him just oh. on a really weak penalty call or something. So he would have had like a very good year, obviously if he had an, another three interceptions and three touchdowns. So he just got really unlucky on top of just, he, was being played out of position a lot of the time. Like he's more of like a, like a, a deep safety that is a ball hawk that can mm-hmm. kind of just like cover a ton of ground. And Pagano was using him as like a guy to cover like tight ends in the slot. And it was just like totally out of position a lot of the time. It just wasn't working out. So hopefully I decided was a safety coach. So I hope he can use him right. And he can bounce back. Yeah, I agree. He's also got, I'm looking at your Twitter right now. You have pinned the Jalen Johnson interception. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that I liked. He's a big, long corner, and he picks off Andy Dalton right here and punts the ball into the field. Yeah, yeah with a guy like that on the other side, uh, I know you guys lost Fuller, but I, I think Eddie Jackson's going to bounce back too. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. All right, G, that's it for me. Yeah, that's it for me as well. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, go out. We just say thank you to Joseph Herf for coming on. Again, if you want to go ahead and shout out and let us know where we can find you, 
you know, have at it and you kind of pro future projects, projects that you have going on right now. Now's your time. For sure. Yeah. So you, again, you guys can follow me on Twitter at, at Joseph Herf NFL. That's Joseph H E R F F NFL. Uh, I do a weekly podcast. You guys can check out uh, that. I will always be tweeting them to my account so you can find them there, or you can follow our Twitter account at fireside bears. Uh, we do our weekly podcast every Tuesday night. And then I also just write articles kind of as I go. So I don't really have any projects going on at the moment, but um, I'll be writing a lot about Justin Fields and talking about him a lot. So if you want to see any Justin Fields content, be sure to give me a follow. Yeah, got it. We'll put all the links below. Again, you can follow us at on Twitter at why we're fans pod. Same with uh, on YouTube, you know, at why we're fans. Duran, anything else before we sign off? No, that's it. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no problem, man.